0: This is Chiropractic Marketing FM, an on demand talk radio show that covers internet marketing best practices for chiropractors. I'm your host, Dr. Patrick McNamara. Welcome, everyone, to episode number eight of the Chiropractic Marketing Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Patrick McNamara, and today we're going to talk about how to take your chiropractic website from good to great. But first, I need to let you know that today's episode is brought to you by Blogging Chiropractors. Blogging Chiropractors helps chiropractors keep their blogs active with relevant content that's designed to help convert readers into new chiropractic patients. It's blog writing made simple. Sign up for their 14-day free trial over at www.bloggingchiropractors.com. No credit card is required with no further obligation to join, so give it a try. You have nothing to lose. That's www.bloggingchiropractors.com. In today's episode, I'm starting a six-part series that'll walk you through how to take your website from good to great. We'll cover everything from grabbing a domain name to using relevant calls to action that'll attract leads. And if you stick with me throughout the entire series, I'll provide you with a cheat sheet that'll make the whole process a breeze. Sound good? Great, then let's get started. Before you can do anything on the web, you need a domain name. Now I've already covered domain names in episode number two, but now's a good time to mention them again. If you don't have one, just head on over to either GoDaddy or Namecheap and do a quick search for one. Try to get one that represents the name of your practice or the brand you're trying to promote. If it's available, go ahead and purchase it. Then just let it rest in your account for now. We'll revisit it once you're ready to take your site live. The next step is to grab a hosting plan. To see who I recommend for hosting, go listen to episode number three. If you're just starting out, I recommend Bluehost. They make it both affordable and easy to get started with WordPress. Once you have your hosting account set up, go ahead and install WordPress. If you wonder why I recommend WordPress, go listen to episode number four. If you're unfamiliar with how to install WordPress, Bluehost has a nifty tutorial that'll walk you through the entire process. Now that you have WordPress installed, you need to choose a theme. WordPress themes allow you to style your website around a certain look or layout. Now, I haven't talked much about themes yet, but I highly recommend you start with a StudioPress theme. They've been in the business for a while, have some amazing designs that are really easy to replicate, and are built within a rock-solid framework called Genesis. I love working with Genesis. It's stable, secure, super fast, search engine optimized and built in HTML5. Those are all fantastic features and benefits you get right out of the gate. But what I truly love about Genesis is that it is a framework. And that's a big deal when you're messing around with themes within WordPress. Why? Because if your theme doesn't sit within a framework all the hard work you have put into customizing your site can vanish at the blink of an eye when WordPress rolls out another update, which by the way, they do quite frequently. But if you choose a StudioPress theme, those worries vanish because their themes are really just child themes that rest inside of the Genesis framework. This way you can customize your little heart out without really worrying about losing any of your creative work the next time WordPress pushes out an update. Now, if you don't go with StudioPress, just make sure the theme you purchase is set up in a similar fashion. In other words, make sure it comes with both a parent and child theme so that the customizations you make inside of the child theme aren't lost during updates. The last thing we'll cover today are plugins. Plugins are bits of code that you install into WordPress that gives your site more functionality. For example, if you're needing a way to capture information from your contact page, you'll need to install a plugin like Gravity Forms that gives you these capabilities. Some plugins I recommend right out of the gate are Akismet for spam, Security for website security, BackWPup for backups of your entire site, and Yoast SEO for refining your site's SEO. Obviously that's just a small list, but each one of those I just mentioned are installed on every site I build, whether it's for one of my sites or a client's. I'll then add additional plugins based off of the client's needs. For example, one doctor may need a plugin installed that integrates with her email service provider while another may need one that integrates with his live chat service. It really just depends on the needs of each individual doctor and the functionalities they need built within their site. On another note, there are literally thousands of plugins available for download through the WordPress depository. But please be careful, you don't want to get carried away. If you overload your site with too many plugins, it will affect the performance of your site and possibly crash it if you're not careful. A good rule of thumb to follow is to not install and activate more than 20 plugins at any given time. This will generally keep things running smoothly and potentially avoid site performance issues down the road. Last but certainly not least, make sure you keep things updated. This includes your WordPress install, themes, and plugins. I can't stress this enough. If you're diligent to keep things updated, you'll greatly improve your site's chances from being hacked or infected with some form of malware. All right, I think I'll wrap things up here. But before you go, don't forget to subscribe to this podcast. Just click on the links found in today's show notes or simply go over to iTunes, Google Play, SoundCloud, or Stitcher and search for the Chiropractic Marketing Podcast. I'd also appreciate your review review of this podcast over at iTunes. Let me know what's good, what's bad, and what needs to be axed. The choice is yours, but reviews do help build awareness of this podcast within iTunes. So I'd greatly appreciate your review and any input you can leave. Thanks again, and I'll catch you next time.